Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. I hope you'll all check out the all new Zibby Mag, Z-I-B-B-Y-M-A-G, the literary lifestyle destination with essays, book news, a lit lifestyle feature, and even some classes. Check it out, zibbymag.com. Jonathan Galassi is the author of School Days, a novel. He is the chairman of Ferrar, Strauss, and Jerome. He is a former poetry editor for the Paris Review, a former chairman of the Academy of American Poets, and the recipient of a Guggenheim Fellowship for Poetry. His poems and essays have appeared in The New Yorker, New York Review of Books, Three Penny Review, and The Nation. He has published three books of poetry and translations of the poetry of Eugenio Montali, Giacomo Leopardi, and Primo Levi. His first novel, Muse, was published in 2015. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss School Days. Thank you so much. I'm I'm thrilled that you're here to talk with me. 
<laughs> Would you mind telling listeners what your book is about? My book is about a boarding school and one of the old fashioned historic boarding schools and about the life of the students there back in the 60s when it was still all boys. And then you see the school evolve over time. And it's about the teachers at the school too and uh, the kind of sacrifices they made and the, the uh, how would you say, the issues that they faced in their life there. Well, I really, I found it fascinating, not only getting to know the teachers, but hearing about all the different boys and you really developed so many different characters and then watching as they develop over time, kind of getting the flashback, flash forward, if you will, when we get to revisit them again at the end, which is so interesting. I always love that kind of satisfaction that comes with like, but wait, what happens after this part of the story? I always love that ending of a book when yes. it says so-and-so got divorced, so-and-so married. Yes, it's it's always very, it shows that the book has a life that continues after yes. the pages, right? Same in the movies, you know, when they say something like in the type after seven years later, blah, blah, blah. Then the, yeah. But anyway, so thank you, for, thank you for that. The book was really layered with, you know, almost a, a coming of age tale, but also a sort of awakening of sexuality and how how a bunch of different boys handled their feelings for each other, for women versus men, what they could express, what they fell into, how the teachers played into it, and then what they did with that information because everybody handled it a little bit differently. Tell me more about all of that and the way that, you know, the sexuality sort of is like the, the backdrop, like this umbrella that's hanging over the whole thing. Well, it's about adolescence, right? And adolescents are pretty much the same today as they always have been. But the circumstances of, of in those days, boys and girls often were sent off to single-sex schools. And they were often sort of dropped there in September and picked up in June, not quite literally, but there was a lot less involvement on the point of the uh, from the point of view of the parents there were no cell phones no helicopter parents there was so there it was a sort of world unto itself this society of young boys who are having all sorts of sexual experiences not necessarily with each other but they're growing into their sexuality and around them are it's a it's basically an all boys society. So there are various, the sh story shows the different boys having different uh, reactions to that. They have girlfriends at home, they have girlfriends in the town, they have crushes on each other, et cetera. And I think it's a pretty accurate depiction of actually how kids at that age experience the need for closeness. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, there, this has been in the news a lot lately from different boarding schools, sort of one after the next coming out with not just boarding schools either, but mostly what happens. I mean, the relationships between teachers and students, there's always been some mystery around that. And there's, I feel like there's a scandal in many schools related to those dynamics. What was the timing of your 
deciding to write a book about this in relation to like, was it inspired by real events going on or as you were writing it, were you just like, Oh my gosh, again and again and again, like how, uh, did, it, how did it happen? Well, that, that was certainly a factor in that a lot of, how would you say uh, things came out in the news about some of these schools about where uh, teachers had taken advantage of students or, or had relationships with them. And the schools in the old days had covered the, covered this up. And uh, so there was a lot of people testifying. It's a little bit related to what's been going on in the church, of course. It was a very similar thing yeah. where cones of silence were kind of breached. And, and all of a sudden, there was a, a vision of what really went on. It's really... I, I actually think it's about power, you know, that that teachers are in the they're in the local in loco parentis position, but they also have they're looked up to by the kids, and they need the uh, some of them need the approbation and adoration of of kids, and of course that's probably based on their own uh, unhappy backgrounds or character defects, you know. So, but all these things play into how the teacher-student relationship is experienced in, in various different ways. And one of the paradoxes that I wanted to get into in the book is how could someone be a great teacher and also have an inappropriate uh, attachment to another kid? And that, that's, that's one of the paradoxes of, of the teaching relationship that mm-hmm. I mean you see in the in the book just like you see the boys have having different relations you see teachers having different yeah. ways of relating to students some of them are totally wonderful parental figures very loving trustworthy with a sense of boundaries and other others are there are a few who who have boundary issues mm-hmm. and we see we see those different varieties and we even see teachers who might have homosexual feelings themselves but but don't let those interfere with their teaching function so mm-hmm. there are all sorts of varieties of of people just like in in life people have different needs different moral codes different ways of experiencing that pedagogical quasi parental relationship I love the one field trip they went on to uh, MoMA in New York City, the Museum of Modern Art in New York City, and how two of the boys, I always forget everybody's names, but how two of the boys were just like so cultured and blase about it and could like rattle off the name of all the artists. And and it was Sam, right? Who was just like doe-eyed looking around, like this is the most amazing thing ever. (laughs) Sam was the, he's sort of the ingenue. And he's less sophisticated than some of the other kids. Of course, he's the one who ends up being a teacher himself, and it's yeah. and he's kind of the consciousness around which the book is organized. Yes. And he, he watches all these things happen. He watches the teachers. He's not really a doer himself. He's a watcher. Yeah. And the storyteller. And the storyteller. Right? Can you tell me more about your, just to get off the book for one second, like about your story career in publishing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Well, I I mean I went to one of these schools and I decided afterwards that I didn't want to be an academic. I, I did love teaching. I had done some teaching, but I, I didn't go that direction. I, I decided to uh, become an editor. And in a way, an editor is like a teacher, it's sort of counseling people, helping them to be the best they can be, et cetera. And that turned out to be a very rewarding profession for me. And I've done it for all my life, really. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time with writers who some of them are really great writers. And it's amazing to see what what goes into making a great book. Really, What do you think goes into making a great book? Well, it starts out with the, the character of the writer and their gift for expression. You know, it's sort of, it's a sort of mixing of talent and character, I think. So it's, I mean, that's sort of what you see in, in the book, too. How, how do people blend their character with their personality, you know, and their morals and their... So, uh, so that's, that's, I think that's how everything works in life. You know, it's a mixture <laughs> of self-restraint and also being able to access your, what you think and feel. That's what writers really, they have the gift of access, so you know that as a writer. You, you, I, I haven't heard it said like that before. That's interesting. But you have access to to your deep feelings, your convictions, and that's what that's what drives you to try to put it down on paper. Hmm. So. <laughs> I, I said this recently, but my husband was asking me if I was going to write another memoir. And I was like, well, I've kind of not like a sweeping about my life thing, but maybe on a particular topic or something. I was like, I could probably write one about our dog, Naya. This is like the day before I adopted a puppy. But anyway, I was like, I could probably write it about Naya. And he's like, that's what's so crazy. Like you could write a whole book about Naya. And if somebody asked me, how's everything going with Naya? I'd be like, pretty good. Yeah, right. Well, that's why you're the writer and he's not. I mean, he's wonderful. He's it's he's super sensitive and awesome, but it, he's not a writer. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, funny. It's yeah. funny. It's just not everyone is. You know, it's it's just uh, something that 
I mean, you could probably tell us about experiences you had that led you to be a writer, things that happened maybe when you were a kid, ways how you were somehow you were um, rewarded by expression. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what's led you to do what you're doing, don't you think? Yeah, I do. In fact, you know, so many of the authors I interview credit someone early on for recognizing talent, often a teacher. But there's somebody oh. who says, wow, you really got something here. And that yeah. can change their entire life. Well, that's what you also you see that in the book where the, the teacher knows what to say mm-hmm. to the kid yep. to encourage them to move ahead, to, to encourage. Like there's one thing in the book that actually came out of my own life where, you know, the teacher says, well, you, you know, you're not going to be a lawyer. You've got mm-hmm. other things yeah. to do in life, you know, and that, that, that did happen to me. And it was very liberating hmm. that, you know, instead of doing what my father wanted me to do, I, I got to decide what I wanted to do. And the, the teacher was the one who gave me permission. Mm. And, and I think that's often true with writing too. They, they identify a gift or a, a direction that's that's sort of the teacher's job in a way. Hmm. But you're the teacher and the student in this equation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, students become teachers. Certain students become teachers because because they were inspired by the teachers mm-hmm. to emulate them, and that's part of the story too. It's like it's something that's handed on. It's mm-hmm. from one generation to another. So. I mean, your book also. I mean, it touched a lot on loyalty, I feel like. Loyalty, even in the Sam and Anne, I think her name is Anne's marriage. Loyalty with some of the friendships, with to the teachers, between people who worked at the school and keeping secrets. And I mean, loyalty plays such a big role. I don't know. That was kind of a tangent, but it does. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, because loyalty is a representation of a mutual understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, I love it. You must get asked this all the time, but for writers who are starting out, I mean, going back to what we were saying about talent and mentor, you know, mentorship and all of this, like sometimes people, and I am no expert at all, but I, I do say like, it might be useful to find out if you're, if you are good at it, (laughs) like, because so many people love doing it, but like get some impartial opinion of something. You just need someone to like vet it before you dedicate you know, endless time. Do you agree with that or? I mean, yes, I do. But the fact is very few people are born great writers. They, they, there's a lot of, you know, 99% perspiration. Yeah. Right. To the 1% inspiration. It's not really that proportion, but you can start out with, I mean, I think a really great writer has something from the very beginning that they, but you can you can turn out to be a very good writer by just applying yourself and, and keep it going. Mm-hmm. But yes, at a certain point, you need some sort of feedback about whether whether this is a good way of spending your time or not. You know? Yeah. So and you have to be honest with yourself too. You have to not be too hard on yourself. But if you're a writer. One thing you should be doing a lot of is reading, reading mm-hmm. other people and seeing, well, does that sound like something that 
could have come out of me, you know, mm -hmm. is there, is there some correlation between how, what you love to read and what you're trying to write? You know, I think that. Very true. Yes. Yeah. So what are you uh, reading now? What am I reading right now? I'm reading Victory by Joseph Conrad, yep. uh, which I've never read before. But, you know, one thing in the book, you know, the te you see Sam, the teacher, reading poems with a student, sort of getting indoctrinating the, the student on how to think about writing through reading these, these short texts. And that, I think that's what it's all about, really, is just getting them to really read. If you really read closely, if you really see what's going on, that can liberate you in, in your own writing. Yeah. Do you have another book in you, another book coming or anything? I, I am working on something. It's a poetry thing, but I would like to write another novel, I think, or a, or a memoir. I like what you've done, and I think <laughs> I just don't know. I, I will definitely write something else. I've written two novels now, and there is you. There's something you can't you can do in prose that you can't do in poetry. So, I, I really I found it very very fascinating to to do the work. Hmm. So, so, love it. Well, it is interesting this uh, working in words world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you obviously enjoy it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love to read. I love to write, but I, I love to read. What are you I, reading right now? Well, I just finished Tom Perotta, well, aside from your book, Tom Perotta's Tracy Plitt uh -huh. Can't Win, because I had him on earlier today. Uh -huh. And what am I going to read for tomorrow? I have to look in my calendar. I've structured it so that my calendar is my reading list, and uh, I don't have to many, ever debate. How many of these do you do in a day? In a day? I do between 8 to 12 a week. Really? Wow. <laughs> but I take some weeks off. I try to. So then I have to double up other weeks. But on average, I usually do about two to three a day. Wow. That's incredible. That's yeah. really, that was great, great fun. Oh my gosh. I learn yeah. so much. I'm constantly yeah. learning and it's like being in the best English class forever. <laughs> well, you're lucky that you, you found that as a way of pursuing your interests in such a, a deep way. Yeah. yeah, it's been great. It's been such a gift. So, and I get to meet people like you, which is very yeah. interesting. <laughs> yes, I get to be. Yeah, it was, it's really, it's really fun. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you for coming on. Uh, <laughs> and I hope. You too. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye -bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com